This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. This is the London Visited podcast on your favourite podcast provider, bringing to you the facts, history and information about different parts of this great capital. If you have been to London, are planning on visiting, live here or just love London from afar, then this is the podcast for you. Hi, I'm Steve and welcome to our podcast. We're here for all things London and to tell you more behind some of the iconic places and people in London's history. In this episode is our 150th episode and we go to Chelsea, not the football club, but to the wealthy area of London. I also want to say a massive thank you for listening to this podcast. And if you've joined us recently, you've got a big back catalogue you can go back through. Now also, don't forget to visit and subscribe to our YouTube channel, London Visited, to see videos covering this place and so many others across London. Also, if you love the podcast and the channel, why not join us as a member? Join our group of what we like to call our London Visited Crown Jewels, where there are many different benefits, including a members-only monthly podcast. Have a look by going to patreon.com forward slash London Visited. And now to this week's podcast. Chelsea is an affluent area in West London, due south of Charing Cross by approximately two and a half miles. It lies on the north bank of the River Thames. Chelsea historically formed the manor and parish in the Osserstone Hundred of Middlesex, which became the Metropolitan Borough of Chelsea in 1900. It merged with the Metropolitan Borough of Kensington, forming the Royal Borough of Kensington and Chelsea upon the creation of Greater London in 1965. The exclusivity of Chelsea as a result of its high property prices historically resulted in the coining of the term the Sloan Ranger in the 1970s to describe some of its residents and some of those in nearby areas. Chelsea is home to one of the largest communities of Americans living outside of the US, with 6.53% of Chelsea residents having been born in the US. The word Chelsea, also formerly Chelteth, Chelthith, and Chelsea, originates from the Old English term for landing place on the river for chalk or limestone. Chelsea hosted the Synod of Chelsea in 787 AD. The first record of the manor of Chelsea precedes the Doomsday Book, which records the fact that Thurston, governor of the King's Palace during the reign of Edward the Confessor, 1042 to 1066, gave the land to the abbot and convent of Westminster. From at least this time up to 1900, the manor and parish of Chelsea included a 144-acre enclave, which is now known as Kinsel Town. The enclave, which was once heavily wooded, was sometimes also known as Chelsea in the Wilderness. Abbot Gravese subsequently assigned the manor to his mother and passed it into private ownership. By 1086, the Doomsday Book records that Chelsea was in the hundreds of Usselstone in Middlesex, with Edward of Salisbury as his tenant-in-chief. King Henry VIII acquired the manor of Chelsea from Lord Sandys in 1536. Chelsea Manor Street is still extant. Two of King Henry's wives, Catherine Parr and Anne of Cleves, lived in the manor house. Princess Elizabeth, the future Queen Elizabeth I, resided there, and Thomas More lived more or less next door at Belford House. 
1609, James I established a theological college, King James College at Chelsea, on the site of the future Royal Hospital Chelsea, which King Charles II founded in 1682. By 1694, Chelsea, always a popular location for the wealthy and once described as a village of palaces, had a population of 3,000. Even so, Chelsea remained rural and served London to the east as a market garden, a trade that continued until the 19th century development boom which caused the final absorption of the district into the metropolis. The street crossing that was known as Little Chelsea, Park Walk, lined Fulham Road to Kings Road and continued to the Thames and local ferry down Lover's Lane, renamed Millman Street in the 18th century. Kings Road, named for Charles II, recalls the King's private road from St James's Palace to Fulham, which was maintained until the reign of King George IV. One of the more important buildings in the King's Road, the former Chelsea Town Hall, popularly known as Chelsea Old Town Hall, is a fine neoclassical building and it contains many important frescoes. Part of the building contains the Chelsea Public Library. Almost opposite stands the former Odeon Cinema, now a habitat, with its iconic facade which carries high upon it a large sculpture medallion of the now almost forgotten William Freeze Green, who claimed to have invented celluloid film and cameras in the 1880s before any subsequent patents. The memorials in the churchyard of Chelsea Old Church, near the river, illustrate much of the history of Chelsea. These include Lord and Lady Dacker, 1594 and 1595, Lady Jane Chain, 1698, Francis Thomas, director of the China porcelain manufacturer, Sir Hans Sloane, 1753, Thomas Shadwell, Poet Laureate, 1692. The intended tomb for Sir Thomas More erected for himself and his wife can also be found there, although More is not in fact buried here. In 1718, the Royal Silk Company was established in Chelsea Park, with mulberry trees and a hothouse for raising silkworms. At its height in 1723, it supplied silk to Carolyn of Aspich, then Princess of Wales. Chelsea once had a reputation for the manufacture of Chelsea buns, made from a long strip of sweet dough, tightly coiled, with currants trapped between the layers and topped with sugar. The Chelsea Bun House sold these during the 18th century and was patronised by the Georgian royalty. At Easter, great crowds would assemble on open spaces of the five fields, subsequently developed as Belgravia. The Bun House would then do a great trade in hot cross buns and sold about a quarter of a million on its final Good Friday in 1839. The area was also famous for its Chelsea Chinaware, Though the works, the Chelsea Porcelain Factory, thought to be the first workshop to make porcelain in England, was sold in 1769 and moved to Derby. Examples of the original Chelsea ware fetch high values. The best-known building is Chelsea Royal Hospital for Old Soldiers, set up by Charles II, supposedly on the suggestion of Noel Gwynne, and opened in 1694. The beautifully proportioned building by Christopher Wren stands on extensive grounds where the Chelsea Flower Show is held annually. The former Duke of York Barracks, built between 1801 and 1803 off King's Road, is now part of the Duke of York Square, a redevelopment including shops and cafes at the site of a weekly farmer's market. The Saatchi Gallery opened in the main building in 2008. Chelsea Barracks, at the lower end of Sloane Street, was also used until recently, primarily by ceremonial troops of the Household Division. Situated on the Westminster side of Chelsea Bridge Road, it was bought for redevelopment by a property group from Qatar. St Mark's College Chelsea was founded in 1841 based on the beliefs of the Reverend Derwin Coleridge, son of the poet Samuel Taylor Coleridge. Its first principle, that its primary purpose was to widen the education horizons of its students. During the First World War, St Mark's College was requested by the War Office to create the Second London General Hospital, a facility for the Royal Army Medical Corps to treat military casualties. 
It merged with St John's College in 1923, establishing a singular institution in Chelsea as the College of St Mark and St John. In 1973, it moved to Plymouth, having outgrown the Chelsea campus. The former chapel of St Mark's College, designed by Edwin Bloor, is on the Fulham Road, Chelsea, and is now a private residence. The U.S. defense industry is large, complex, and competitive. It is also lucrative for those companies able to navigate it successfully. The American Society of Military Comptrollers helps bridge the gap between the boardroom and the battlefield while supporting transformation in the defense sector. The Business of Defense podcast brings you inside the companies working to achieve this directly from the business leaders and to understand how they create value for their companies and their customers. For more information on ASMC, visit asmconline.org. Hey, Billy, why don't we tell them what we're about, man? So we're here to welcome you to the Madhouse Chronicles. It's a talk show with myself, Billy Morrison. And me, Ozzy Osbourne. This man, Prince of Darkness, and we watch and react to the maddest internet clips. What do we discuss, Ozzy? Drugs, rock and roll, aliens, all that kind of shit. Drugs, rock and roll, aliens, and all that kinds of shit. Come and join Ozzy and myself. Visit OsbourneMediaHouse.com to get special access to, to... Come on! What do you say? Do you think it's the wildest show on the internet. <laughs> During the mid-1800s, Cremorne Gardens was a popular pleasure gardens area established in 1845. It continued to operate until 1877. The area lay between Chelsea Harbour and at the end of the King's Road. Chelsea's modern reputation as a centre for innovation and influence originated in the period of the 19th century, when the area became a Victorian artist's colony. It became prominent once again as one of the centres of swinging London of the 1960s, when house prices were lower than in the staid Royal Borough of Kensington. Chelsea once had a reputation as London's Bohemian Quarter, the haunt of artists, radicals, painters and poets. Little of this seems to survive now. The comfortable squares off King's Road are homes too, amongst others, investment bankers and film stars. The Chelsea College of Art and Design, founded in 1895 as the Chelsea School of Art, moved from Manresea Road to Pimlico in 2008. The Chelsea Book Club at number 65 Chain Walk, Lombard Terrace, a bookshop that also presented exhibitions and lectures, held the first exhibition of African art in London. Sculpture from the Ivory Coast and Congo in 1920, and was the first bookshop to stock Joyce's Ulysses in 1922. Sold in 1928 owing to financial problems, it became the Lombard Restaurant. Its reputation stems from a period of the 19th century, when it became a sort of Victorian artist colony. Painters such as James Webb, Dante Gabriel Rossetti, J.M.W. Turner, James McNeil Whistler, William Holman Hunt and John Singer Sargent all lived and worked there. There was a particularly large concentration of artists in the area around Cheney Walk and Cheney Row, where the pre-Raphaelite movement had its heart. The artist Prunella Clough was born in Chelsea in 1919. Chelsea was also home to writers such as George Meredith, Algernon Charles Swinburne, Lee Hunt, Thomas Carlyle, Jonathan Swift, who lived in Church Lane, Richard Steele and Tobias Smollett in Monmouth House. Carlyle lived there for 47 years at number 5, now number 24 Cheen Road. After his death, the house was bought and turned into a shrine and a literary museum by the Carlyle Memorial Trust, a group formed by Leslie Stephen, father of Virginia Woolf. Virginia Woolf set her 1919 novel Night and Day in Chelsea, where Mrs Hilbury has a Cheney walk home. Chelsea shone brightly but briefly in the 1960s, in the swinging London period and the early 1970s. The swinging 60s was defined on the King's Road, which runs the length of the area. The western end of Chelsea featured boutiques Granny Takes a Trip and The Sweet Shop, 
the latter of which sold medieval silk velvet caftans, tabards and floor cushions, with many of the customers being the cultural icons of the time, including Twiggy and many others. The Chelsea Girl was a symbol, media critic John Crosby wrote of, what men found utterly captivating, flaunting a life-is-fabulous philosophy. Chelsea at this time was home to the Beatles and to the Rolling Stones members Brian Jones, Mick Jagger and Keith Richards. In the 1970s, the world's end area of King's Road was home to Malcolm McLaren and Vivian Westwood's boutique. And it was here that it saw the birth of the British punk movement. The parish and borough of Chelsea, which now forms the southern part of the Royal Borough of Kensington Chelsea, was bounded by rivers on three sides, with Fulham Road forming part of its northern boundary with Kensington. The eastern boundary with Westminster was formed by the River Westbourne, but was adjusted to follow the Chelsea Bridge Road after the river was culverted. The short western boundary with Fulham was formed by the former Counters Creek, of which the mouth, Chelsea Creek, is the only surviving part with the river's route now used by the West London Line. Chelsea Football Club's Stamford Bridge home lies just to the west of Counters Creek in Fulham and takes its name from the bridge which carried the Fulham Road over the river. The bridge was also known as Little Chelsea Bridge. The Southern Thames frontages runs west from Chelsea Bridge along the Chelsea Embankment past Albert Bridge and Battersea Bridge to Chelsea Creek. Lodz Road is a major landmark on the Chelsea side of the confluence of the Chelsea Creek and the Thames. Chelsea also gives its name to the nearby locations such as Chelsea Harbour in the London Borough of Hammersmith and Fulham and Chelsea Barracks in the city of Westminster. Kings Road is one of the district's major thoroughfares, a street which despite its continuing reputation as a shopping mecca is now home to many of the same shops found on other British high streets such as Gap and McDonald's. Sloane Street and its environs is quickly catching up with Bond Street as one of London's premier shopping destinations, housing a variety of high-end fashion or jewellery boutiques such as Cartier, Tiffany, Dolce & Gabbana, Prada, Gucci, Harrods, Dior, Louis Vuitton, Jimmy Choo, Giorgio Armani, Yves Saint Laurent, Chanel, Valentino, Gianna Versace and Graf. As well as a number of garden squares, Chelsea has several open spaces including Albert Bridge Gardens, Battersea Bridge Gardens, Chelsea Embankment Gardens and the Royal Hospital Chelsea, the grounds of which are used for the annual Chelsea Flower Show and Chelsea Psychic Garden. The Chelsea property market attracts considerable international attention and is a very complex market as it consists mainly of short leases under Earl Cadogan as a freeholder. Much of Chelsea is now viewed as a global prime residential area. Much of Chelsea and neighbouring Knightsbridge is still owned by Earl Cadogan through the Cadogan Estates. Most of the property owned is in and around Cadogan Square. This has a major influence on the markets as the Earl is the freeholder and generally has no desire to sell. Although changes in legislation now mean the freeholder is obliged to sell lease extensions to a leaseholder at prices which are determined by the Leaseholder Valuation Tribunal. Lord Cadogan is generally regarded as an effective and successful property developer, landlord, being responsible, together with his management team, for bringing all the fashionable labels to Sloane Street, and also forward-thinking developments on his own account at the Duke of York Square on King's Road, at Peter Jones and on Sloane Street. The Cadogan Estate has a considerable portfolio of retail property throughout Chelsea, but notably on the Fulham Road, Kings Road and Sloane Street, plus also 12 hotels including the Cadogan Hotel. The estate maintains many of the garden squares, to which local residents can gain access by subscribing for an annual fee, and optionally the tennis courts were applicable. In the 18th century, Chelsea Cricket Club was prominent for a time and played its home matches on what was then Chelsea Common, an area that virtually disappeared under building work in the 19th century. Records have survived of five matches between 1731 and 1789, which involved the Chelsea club and were played on the common. 
Chelsea doesn't have an underground station, but there are two stations close to its boundary, Sloan Square to the east and Gloucester Road to the north. Both of these are on the district and circle lines. In addition to the west is the London Overground Station, Imperial Wharf, on the West London line. A Chelsea railway station, later named Chelsea and Fulham, previously existed on this line, located between the King's Road and the Fulham Road in neighbouring Fulham, but this was closed in 1940 following World War II bomb damage and later demolished. There is a proposal to construct a Chelsea underground station on the King's Road as part of the Crossrail 2 project, known as the Chelsea Hackney Line. The project, run by Transport for London, has not yet been approved or funded, but is at the consultation stage. So, I hope you've enjoyed our look at the area of Chelsea, its history, its wealth, and who knew it went back so far, even before the Doomsday Book. If you'd like to make contact with us or suggest any places you'd like us to feature in future podcasts, you can let me know through our website, londonvisited.co.uk, or our social media. It's that easy. Thanks for listening. Really hope you enjoyed our podcast, and we'll see you on the next one. Thanks for listening, and please don't forget to subscribe to get more shows direct to your device. Also, why not visit our London Visited YouTube channel to get even more of London. Catch you soon on the next one. This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer.